Well, welcome to the Two Guys One Plant Podcast, the weekly podcast where we deep dive into a vegetable, fruit, nut, a uh, different type of plant, and we talk about the history, we talk about nutrition, medicinal uses, we talk about growing it, storing it, cooking it. A few little weird facts along the way. My name's Simon Hall. And I'm Tim Ackerman. And Tim, what are we doing today? We are going to discuss the peanut. Mm. I, I uh, don't know about you, but it was one of those things that, uh, and I think I feel like we've said this a few times, but uh, I didn't think much of it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Going I, into um, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, when I suggested that we do the peanut last week, I thought uh, it's kind of one of those things that just is, right? Mm. Uh, peanut and the really versatile it kind of reminds me of a potato in a way just because you can do so much with it Um, but I think coming off last week when we did plums and how just abundantly unaware I was of how distinct plums were in history and also you know nutritional benefits of them and what you can do with them in terms of cooking and I I thought there must be other things that we sort of take for granted, you know, the very common of common, um, you know, different vegetables that would be incredibly um, insightful once we actually do some research on it. Mm. I, I, I'm finding each week incredibly fascinating where we do go through this journey, you know, you've got a – the what you were taught growing up, your preconceptions and the things that you think you know now, and then you go and do research and you find out all this other stuff you never had any idea. And it happens week after week after week. <laughs> it does. I feel like, yeah, well, look, the whole point of this was to kind of educate ourselves about different vegetables and, and fruits and nuts. But uh, you're right. Each week it is uh, definitely a big journey, which I'm really enjoying, mm. uh, to be honest. Um, and I, I have to say, peanuts was a good journey as well. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, but before we get into that, how are you going with your whole coronavirus uh, lock takedown? How's your week been? Uh, the weeks are getting they're getting a. Um, uh, it's a bit like Groundhog Day, mate. It's you know <laughs> monotonous, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to going back to the office to work. Yep. Um, Thankfully, in Australia here, we that's looking very, very likely very soon. Yeah. Um, I think for us doing the podcast, this will probably be our last remote recording. Yes. Uh, so that's exciting. It um, is. But uh, how am I going? Uh, I'm missing people. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the, probably yeah. the biggest thing. I miss people. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I, I'm finding it exactly the same. I, I guess uh, we're kind of in a unique position, the both of us, that we've just had our first child as well. So Not this together. whole... No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be something? Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, it'd be like Junior, like, uh, you know, that Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. movie. I yeah. love that. You're Danny, yeah. Danny DeVito. Oh, mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit taller than you. So anyway, yeah, that, uh, that's detail. And I'll, I'm not really balding at the moment, so <laughs> I don't think you are either. But anyway, um, look, uh, 
yes, I think unique position that we both just had our first child uh, with our respective partners. Uh, mm. And this isolation uh, isn't such a bad thing. Um, I mean, a lot of our work's kind of dropped off at the moment, so it gives us time to um, spend with our kids. And, you know, it's a it's an interesting time at the moment. He does take up a lot of time, mm. uh, which is a good thing. I, I'm really enjoying it. But, you know, so I'm actually a little bit wary about coming out of this. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm actually ready to go back to normality. I'm I'm enjoying this time where there's not that many people that we have to interact with. I know that sounds a it's bit... It's going to be a new odd, normal, but... though, don't you think? Sorry, I dropped my pen. It's going to mm. be a new normal, don't you think? Uh, yes. I, I don't think that there is... There's not really a way out of this where we can go back exactly what we were before. You know, just the thought of going into a shopping centre with people bumping into me is is utterly revolting at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like I just, I feel like we've become very aware of bacteria, you yeah. know? So touching surfaces, riding on public transport, washing your hands like properly um, all the time. I think everyone's very aware of that. I think personal space in the yeah. future is going to be a big deal to a lot of people. Mm. Um, personal which, space and personal hygiene, I think. Like I was talking to Chris about making sure we had, you know, hand sanitizer for the front door and, you know, as, as time progresses and visitors start to come back through the house and that sort of thing, you know, it'd almost be like a hospital where you've got the the mm -hmm. hand sanitizer stations as you walk through the door, and yep. you know, it'll be something like that. I would say. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if people started like bolting hand sanitizer to the outside of their house so that I've you considered know. it. <laughs> See. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as you get to the door, you can pump a couple of things. That, I yeah. mean, you're not going to have people coming and stealing that when mm. when we go back to normality. Yep. But it's not too far outside of what I would deem to be new normal to have, you know, precautions in place to mm. sanitize yourself before going into a yep. house. I think we've changed up, like people don't wear shoes. We won't let people into our house with shoes on anymore. Mm. Um, we make sure people take them off at the front door. So yep. I think that's definitely I, something. You know, stuff like that's good practice anyway, regardless. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So um, although I'm excited about seeing people and, and things going back to somewhat normality, um, I'm still – I'm, I'm kind of okay with everything at the moment. So We're very fortunate, though, yes. as a country. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I say that, you know, I'm quite happy sitting in a two-bedroom apartment, you know, and I've got plenty of spaces, mm. you know. I've got a little boy to look after and, mm. you know, we're, we're very, very lucky in a sense that we have the opportunity to do that, um, you know, and not taking too much of a hit. I know a lot of people have lost their jobs and it's a little yeah. bit, bit more dire. Um, and, again, lucky that we've got a government that actually has some benefits that, mm. that you can access. Mm. Um, if that isn't JobKeeper, at least it's New Start Allowance. Yeah. You know, at least there's something in place that, you know, can prevent you from being pretty much tossed out onto the street, which, mm. you know, 
I mean, when you look at America and what their unemployment rate is looking like at the moment, oh, I think they're getting incredible. up close to fifteen percent, which is it's it's almost um, unimaginable. It's twenty million people. Oh, I'm I hear that it's going to go up to closer to thirty million. Mm. But Trump's yeah. doing a good job. Just ask him. Uh, sorry, is this a satirical podcast? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're talking about vegetables, aren't we? Oh, of course. Forgot. No. There you go. We digress. We digress. The old, no, the old <laughs> carrot top. Uh, he's doing well. Look, uh, it's it's easy to be critical, but I just, you know, it's coming from here. But you know, when you compare what has happened in other countries mm. compared to what has happened um, in the US, it's it's hard not to be critical of of what's actually happened yeah there. i mean australia is having you know between 10 and 20 new infections a day and we're <laughs> pairing restrictions back slowly and they're talking about lifting their restrictions and they're still having you know 17,000 new infections every day it's yeah and i know that that's not comparable like purely because of population density but as a multiple as a rate of infection they're substantially higher than most yeah. countries yeah um I did. I had to laugh when Trump did his last um, thing, where they had America has the the most amount of testing. Like they had yeah. these big billboards plastered yeah. on either side of him, which yeah. um, I saw that. Yeah. I, like I understand that you're doing the most testing, but you've also got the most amount of infected, the most amount of deaths, the yeah. most amount of everything. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not actually something I'd be <laughs> I'd be promoting, you know. Mm. Anyway. Speaking of testing, did you hear about the Wuhan thing? Did you hear, have you heard? What? So Wuhan's where the coronavirus started, and yes. they had their first new case there in a oh month yeah. or something. Yeah, and do yeah. you see what China's done? Their response? No. They're going to test all. I think it's fourteen million people in the next couple of days. So every single person in Wuhan's getting tested for corona. Wow. Like. 14 million people. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, I can understand that because, yeah, it was a community transmission as well, I believe. Oh, I, I didn't read the details, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was someone coming back from the US that right. didn't properly <clears throat> isolate. But anyway, we digress. Look, yep, yep. let's... Uh, Let's jump into peanuts because I'm, and I know you're doing history today and we're going to kick off with that. But I thought before we actually kick off with the history of the, the humble peanut, uh, can we talk crazy facts? Oh, man, I am ready for facts. Yeah. Okay. But before we do that, I think the biggest question that we have to tackle is... Are you a crunchy peanut butter person or a smooth peanut butter person? I'm so glad you brought this up because um, <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> well, great minds. Crunchy, mate. Yeah, I can't do same. smooth at all. Good, because yeah, okay. if you had well, said smooth, I would have walked out. <laughs> and that is the end of the podcast. <laughs> and uh, our friendship. Yeah, well. <laughs> so uh, I, it's not that I can't do smooth. It's just that I don't want to ever. Oh, yeah. So it, it's funny. In in my reading for this, uh, I read somewhere. I mean, I didn't put it in my notes because I didn't think it mattered. But um, it was something about in the US, the consumption of smooth and crunchy changes per age group. Oh. So, so the younger age group's all smooth. And then as you get older, the, the, the tables kind of swings towards crunchy. So as people wow. grow up, they start to like crunchy more than smooth. Wow. Yeah. 
So basically, smooth is for kids. And if you have smooth, you're a child. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> yep, that makes total sense. Actually, yeah. um, I'm just going to jump straight to this really quickly. Uh, nutritionally speaking, crunchy is slightly better for you. It doesn't surprise me because you've got yeah. more whole nut, I guess, mm -hmm. less processed. Mm -hmm. yeah. There you go. So there you go. That's a, a little bit of thing. But I'm glad we're both on the same crunchy uh, page here. Yeah. Anyone who likes smooth or creamy, I think they call it in the US, mm. um, you can switch it off right now and go yeah, somewhere go else because <laughs> we're not interested in your time. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, all right, hit me with a fact, man. I, uh, you can go with the first one. Right. So to make a jar of peanut butter, mm. do you know how many peanuts it takes? How how big is the jar? Uh, like 350 grams. So like it's okay. kind of mid mid-sized craft peanut butter thingy. Can I guess? Yeah. Individual peanuts? Yeah. You haven't like, looked at looked this fact. No, up, no, no, I oh, haven't. Good. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't know what it is. A, a whole nut, not a not two. It's a whole nut is not both halves, right? Uh, a whole nut is both halves. It wasn't it? defined. <laughs> So oh, okay. let's talk about the nut inside the shell. Nut. Yeah, yep. yeah, okay. Uh, how many peanuts to make a full jar of peanut butter? Ooh. So the full jar is 350 grams is the stat I've got. Yeah. Okay. How about um, 500? 540. Oh, that was a good guess. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. 540 peanuts to make a yeah, jar of peanut butter. Give or take. Yeah. Mm. That's quite impressive, actually. Mm. Mm. Yep. All right, nice. you got one? Yeah, I've got one for you. Okay, so the roasted seed of a peanut makes an excellent coffee substitute. Did not know that. Yeah, how about that? So while peanuts and coffee are technically roasted beans, um, the sort of similarities kind of end there, but there was a guy over in the US that painted – patented the process of the world's first coffee made entirely of peanuts. Wow. Yeah. So Virginia Gold Peanut Coffee consists of deeply roasted and ground Virginia-type peanuts. Um, they steep it with hot water, and it yields a product that tastes uh, similar to regular coffee. But no caffeine, I assume. No. Well, you're just getting yeah. – it's it's 100% peanuts. So they right. just roast yeah. the peanut and then yeah. grind yeah. it to make it into coffee. Interesting. How about that, eh? Yeah, I wonder why it never took off. Uh, well, no, it's <laughs> – what do you mean it never took off? Oh, it may be popular. Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Look, you're talking about uh, – you're talking about a couple of people from Melbourne, mm -hmm. the, the coffee capital of the world. And, look, I've got to be honest with you, I'm not interested in this peanut coffee. But, uh, you know, if people want to do that and get rid of the caffeine, but you still get the – it's almost like a decaffeinated coffee, but just peanutty. I mean, out of curiosity, I'd love to know what it tastes like, but uh, nothing's going to replace my coffee. Mm, I'd definitely be willing to give that a go. You know, yep. a nice French-pressed uh, peanut yep. coffee. See yep. how that goes. All right, yep. Mm. Go. You got anything else for me? Oh, I've got a few, and I'm going to end with end with a real good one. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, what's your next one? Uh, astronaut Alan Shepard took mm -hmm. a peanut to the moon. Uh <laughs> I read this too. 1971, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, peanuts have been to the moon. Yeah, I read that uh, it was the first astronaut. 
<laughs> he took it to the moon to see how far it could spread. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I like that. Okay, uh, I got one for you. Yeah, go. Did you know the term peanut gallery? comes from the 19th century and it's back when people in the upper seats at the theatre, the really cheap seats, would throw peanuts on the stage to show performers that they didn't like what they were doing. Oh, uh, yeah, I did know this. I like mm. it, Now that you've mentioned it, it kind of brought back the memory. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting. That's the peanut gallery. Yeah. <laughs> nice, huh? <laughs> um, do you know how far the furthest thrown peanut is? Did you see what? this one? Furthest thrown a, peanut. A record for the furthest ever thrown peanut. Okay. Oh, throwing it. Yeah. I don't know. It's only yeah. little. Yeah, I know. Like what? Twenty meters. A factor in wind resistance and <laughs> thirty-eight meters. What? Throw a peanut thirty-eight meters. That's yeah. hardcore, man. Imagine I feel like if you it were had standing to be in a shell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you would think so. It just wouldn't just be the kernel, yeah. surely. Yeah. That'd be too hard. Okay, I've got a visual one for you now. Are you ready for okay, this? Okay, all right, all right. Visual. And I know people people at home, this is, you know, podcast is essentially the worst thing for us to say this is a visual joke. But uh, when you can see my screen, tell me. Yeah, I can see it. Yep. Okay, so, so watch. TikTok video. Yeah, yep. watch this. Right. And I'm having this reception is, problems. Thanks, yep. I hate peanut. Oh, is this going to play? Maybe. Oh, um, yeah, it's is it playing? silly, but not yet. It's not. Okay. Come on, man. Play. Uh, technology. Come on, bro. And negative. <laughs> oh, why doesn't it want to play? Well, this is a, a terrible visual joke, and oh. it is not working at all. I wonder why that's happening. How odd. No, um, you are crackling up a little bit, so maybe it's a buffering. <laughs> Good old buffering. Okay, so that's not going to work. So let's just cut that from it. Why don't Why don't um, you Why don't you describe it? Use your. Um... Can you still see my screen? Yes, woman smears peanut. I saw this. So a woman smears peanut butter on her forehead to trim yeah. her dog's nails. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so what you can see here, and we'll put this up on the um, Instagram account, but basically a lady has um, cling wrapped her forehead yeah. and then taken a jar of peanut butter, and I must say it's smooth peanut butter, so terrible, um, and Creamy. pasted yeah. it onto her forehead yeah. to then let her dog lick it as she clips the dog's toenails. She didn't do it very well. She put it in a big lump and the dog took most of it in one go. She should have spread it out really thin. Yeah, that that is correct. But, yes, there you go. Okay, visual joke. I do use (laughs) peanut butter with Jake when we need to to occupy him while we put drops in his ear or something. So, But we put it on like an ice cream lid or whatever and just spread it out and then he just licks it. Yeah, That's clever, very clever. Mm. Good thing peanuts, uh, dogs don't have any allergies to peanuts, huh? Yeah, lucky. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, that's that's pretty much all I've got, man. I've got uh, two more. i got okay. two more. Right. <laughs> Hit me with it. Um, in a high enough pressure environment, 
mm-hmm. you can turn peanuts into diamonds. No. Uh, but is that anything? I think it's it's got to be. It, I think, and you know, anyone who's even remotely familiar with chemistry will probably tell me I'm wrong. But it's. I think there's just got to be a high amount of carbon atoms because that okay. diamond is just carbon. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. I actually, maybe everything's carbon. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, that that's. I love it. I mean, peanut I haven't bites. seen that fact for any other plant mm. we've talked about. So, to pay peanuts for them, <laughs> yeah, worth peanuts. That's it. All right, next one. Go. Is it this more, is the mate. last crescendo? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, your mate Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> No. He is one. What? What? Yep. One of uh, two elected presidents of the United States of America. Him and Jimmy Carter. Yep. Were both peanut farmers. <laughs> <laughs> Will this guy ever leave us alone? No, mate. No. Oh no. my gosh. He's, he's like he's here to stay. Ultimate. He should be like. Uh, I wish we could have him as a guest. Yeah, it would be nice, and wouldn't it? He'd just cover off every single thing that we're talking uh, about. I, all I'm thinking now is like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, yes. Going <laughs> back in time. and Yeah. Oh, excellent. Nice. Mm. Yep. Anyway, yeah. I thought you'd appreciate the uh, Thomas Jefferson I do. reference. I love it, mate. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, I just really want him to go away, but <laughs> I'll be really bad. No, he won't. No, he won't. No, I know. I know. All right. Well, look. I think that's all of our crazy facts and, and weird yeah. things about peanut butter for today. Oh, not peanut butter, just peanuts in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's you've you've got history today. Let's move along with history and fill me in, man. All right, history. Uh, so peanuts uh, originated in South America. Um, they're saying kind of Peru, Brazil region, but you you know. Um, back then it was uh, like, um, what do you call it? The Incas and the Mayans and all that sort of um, civilization. But the records for peanuts uh, go back eight and a half thousand years. Wow. So these are this is on the older end of the products that we've talked about so far. Definitely. Um, which I found quite impressive. That I, I had no idea that the history of the peanut went back so far. Yeah. Um, because we're talking onions were, what, 7,000 years um, to trace back? Well, it was, yeah, 4,000 BC, so, yeah, about 7,000 years, mm. yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so it's probably oh. the oldest bar, bar the plum. Yeah. 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 Wow. But uh, they've got – they found archaeological remains of the pods uh, dating back about 7,600 years, but they're, they're still saying, you know, roughly 8,500 historically from records and that sort of thing. But Wow. Um, yeah. Finding the the peanut pod was an interesting one. Yeah. What what I found more interesting because the peanut is actually native to South America. Well, the 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 wild peanut, the one from you know seven thousand years ago. It's a native South American plant, referred to as a nut, but it's not actually a nut. So yes. I, I don't know if you you saw this, but it's a legume, which I did not know at all. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, but I did see it in some of the stuff that we were looking over, and I was shocked. Yeah, because it's in the nut section at the supermarket. 
Yeah. And I, I actually found, and this is, I wrote all this down. It's like the fruit versus vegetable thing. You know, we get tomatoes was a big one. Um, I found there's a lot of things we call nuts that aren't nuts. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think we'll cover those when we get to them. But um, for this, I had this kind of epiphany while I was reading about nuts and legumes and that sort of thing. And I'm thinking, why is it called a peanut? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. So a nut is defined with a hard shell. So it's got a hard shell on the outside. Yep. Uh, so I'll read, I'll read the definition that I found on um, uh, Britannica or something or other. But uh, the nut, it's a dry, hard fruit that does not split open at maturity to release a single seed. So examples of true nuts are chestnuts, hazelnuts, and acorns. They're okay. solid. You know, they don't really crack open and, yeah. Yep. Um, but then the the peanut is really closely related to peas and lentils. And this is where I started to think, well, peanut. So it's got the shell like a nut, but it's related to the pea, and it's called the peanut. Um, but back, back, uh, back in, if I script down my notes, I think it was about the 1700s or 16th century or something, they used to call them ground nuts. Um, okay. Ground nuts and... Ground nuts and ground peas. So the ground peas make sense. So because yeah. they grow under the ground yeah. and they're part of the pea family, they used to call them ground ground peas. So not ground as in ground up into a powder, but ground as yeah, in yeah. found in, in the ground. And that's like something soil. else I didn't know. I thought peanuts came on a tree. No. grow under the ground. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that in the growing stage. But, yep. yes, uh, they do grow under the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, another really interesting. Anyway, I'll go back to history. So we're, you know, <laughs> eight and a half thousand years, South America, Peru, Brazil, that sort of area. Um, roughly about, th well, dated about three and a half thousand years back, uh, they found pottery in the shape of peanuts and decorations that where they've drawn peanuts. So, um, yeah, that was about three and a half thousand years, and this is all still South America. So Nothing really existed outside of South America around that time. Um, the Incans used peanuts as sacrificial offerings and uh, they entombed peanuts with the mummies to help in the, the spirit life. So they would, um, wow. you know, think that they needed food in the afterlife and that sort of thing. So this plays into, we, you know, we discussed, I think it was last episode or episode before about um, different things having historical significance and spiritual yeah. significance and that sort of thing. So the peanut actually has um, quite a historical significance in in uh, particularly the Incan time. Yeah, wow. Yeah. And the other thing I found interesting was uh, in central Brazil, still around this time, uh, they ground peanuts with maize and maize is corn. But they made a, a like an alcohol. Well, it doesn't specify what I read. Doesn't specify if it's alcoholic, but it, it says to make an intoxicating beverage, whether it's alcoholic or something else. I just don't know how peanuts and corn makes an alcoholic beverage. I'm surely there was something else mixed in there as well. But I don't know. Maybe corn's quite high in sugar, so they could have yeah stilled it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can make corn into an alcohol. So that well, anything that's anything that's me. got starch or sugar in it, you can turn into alcohol. So yeah, so that's not too outside of the realm of possibilities. A peanut. Imagine if we mm. had a peanut, peanut corn alcoholy drink now. Mm, <laughs> Imagine if your downs. peanut butter was alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> 
Well, you know, <laughs> that's a great idea right there. Mm. Someone do that for us, please. So yeah. what sort of alcohol would you mix with your peanut butter? What would be your first call? I have no idea. I don't know. Bailey's? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Creamy. No, oh, I've got no idea. Nah. <clears throat> that sounds horrible. Nah, Maybe a Kahlua. Kahlua peanut coffee. butter. <laughs> yeah, well, Kahlua's kind of coffee-ish, isn't it? No? A coffee liqueur peanut butter? Yeah. That uh, could be mate, actually I, kind of... I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, sorry, I'm derailing. De de <laughs> no, me. That I am derailing your uh, historical yeah, facts. Sorry, right, mate. I'll derail yours, don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the the peanut that existed back then is quite different to the peanut that we have today. So there was a lot of uh, domestication and artificial selection that went into um, changing the wild the wild peanut. Um, and they, they they made it quite different to what we have today. So I think uh, plants today are, are more bushier and compact with bigger seeds and um, different pod structure. So we are we're talking about the same thing, but it's not the same thing. You know yeah. what they used to have. Yeah. But um, so peanuts existed South America, you know, seven thousand years ago, right through until um, the Spanish and Portuguese explorers. So I think we're talking like fourteenth century. Christopher Columbus, that sort of era, you know, when they explored the world and they um, they landed in South America and found uh, Indians were cultivating peanuts, um, the West Indian Islands, Mexico, northeast coast of Brazil, the Rio de la Plata Basin, which is Argentina, Paraguay, Bolivia and southwest Brazil um, and extensively right through Peru. So, wow. you know, the Spanish landed and they find... They find this new civilization that is is quite uh, extensively cultivating this this plant that they'd never seen before. Yeah, wow. Um, so it was with these regions that the the Spanish then took the peanut back to Spain, and they from from Spain it kind of disseminated through Europe and Africa, and then from there it went Asia and the Pacific Islands. So when it when it went to Africa from Spain, the Africans were thought to have brought the peanut to North America when uh, slavery happened. So okay. the slaves, the slaves were brought over to North America, and in Africa, peanuts they they quite quite enjoyed the peanuts, um, and they brought it over and, and started uh, growing peanuts in 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 North America. And it was interesting that I'd never heard this word before, but some people might have might have heard it. But um, there's a word called guba. Have you ever heard of guba? No. No, so guba is a. It's the English word G W O B E R, but the the African word is, well, whether it's pronounced the same, I don't know, but it's spelt N G U B A, so guba. Yeah. Um, but it's a a word from the Congo in Africa, and they they'd given the peanut this word. So I think Americans would be quite familiar with the term guba because it was everywhere where I was looking. Okay. Um, so they you know they had this word that they were calling peanuts over there and. Um, yeah, the, the the Africans introduced the peanuts into North America, which was I, I found quite fascinating. Yeah, that's uh, I mean not a great way to get it there, but um, it kind of makes sense on ships to take peanuts because they last so long and they kind of yeah. like a, a, you know a snack thing that mm -hmm. one is sort of nutrient dense, but also you know you can eat lots of it and kind of yep. sustain yourself. 
Yep. Yeah, yep. that's interesting, hey? Yeah, so, you know, basically thanks to the Spanish, it they um, they had this proliferation of peanuts globally around the world, all because they brought them back to Spain and then it kind of went and just the rest of the world, you know, got their hands on peanuts. Um, and some regions actually changed their agriculture to fit peanuts in. So there was, uh, I was reading some about West Africa where they, they kind of pulled out a, a whole old crop that was similar but not the same and replaced everything with peanuts. Wow. Uh, and the other one is um, in Asia, it kind of became a, a mainstay and um, China is now the world's largest producer of peanuts. So they, wow. uh, you know, they've gone from never knowing it to becoming the world's biggest producer of this this plant. So that was, that was quite interesting as well. Mm. Well, yeah. I've got to say, I, and I know this isn't specifically Chinese, but satay sauce is like... Well, I'm uh, doing cooking and obviously the I was best. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying like satay sauce is the best yeah. ever. Uh, oh, I, I love it. <laughs> it's the best. Anyway, I yeah. um, I've got something really cool for the cooking section, actually. It's my nice. personal like like two-minute satay sauce that I make and it's amazing and it's like little little amount of ingredients and yeah, you no. use a microwave, and it's phenomenal. Anyway, no, be good. Yep. yeah, I'll tell you about it when we hit the uh, yeah. <laughs> when we hit that section. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So we had you know 14th century Spanish exploration. Fast forward to the 1700s. Mm. Um, peanuts were quite quite well studied. This is uh, this is in America actually. Um, they called them, like I said before, ground nuts or ground peas, uh, but were studied and used because they were thought to be a really, um, really high quality food for pigs. So they turned into, yeah, pig feed. Um, and then we go forward 1800s now, we've got uh, more consumption of peanut oil, particularly in the southern states of America. A lot of the stuff I found historically coming forward is all really American. Um, there wasn't much out there for other countries. Mm. Uh, yeah, peanut oil, uh, peanuts were used as a food substitute for cocoa uh, and were also quite popular in the American Civil War because, like you said, really easy snack, like, yep. you know, nutrient-dense, that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, it started to become quite popular in America. Uh, before that, it was, um, I think it was really more for the poor people and, and that sort of thing. But um uh, the other thing was like uh, peanut butter I was looking at and I, I really wanted to know how peanut butter came about. Yeah. And there is actually evidence that the the Incans, the South American Inc Incas, uh, were the first to grind peanuts to make peanut butter. But um, in the US, there's a bloke that's kind of credited with inventing uh, a version of peanut butter in 1895 uh it got quite a quite a famous name can you do you, he makes a cereal he makes a one? cereal yeah he's got his name on a cereal box captain crunch no mate no. dr john harvey kellogg <laughs> oh really yeah yeah kellogg's hey yeah wow old uh they don't even make they don't even make um that now no, but it's like anything. Like companies get bought and sold, and names change. Mm. It's craft people buy part recipes. of the. Well, craft well, is American, but Bigger, the mm. Australian company, has bought that peanut butter back from Kraft. So it's not actually Kraft peanut butter anymore. It's yeah. Bigger. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And are they part of? They're part of a much larger conglomerate anyway. I'm I don't know sure. who owns Craft. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be Unilever or somewhere like that. But anyway, larger, larger conglomerates that own basically everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's also a, a physician in St. Louis who is thought to have developed a version of peanut butter as a, a protein substitute for his patients who had uh, no teeth and couldn't eat. So they would drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Can you imagine eating peanut butter with no teeth? That would just be the messiest thing ever. It's like, yeah, no, I couldn't imagine it. No. <laughs> yeah. It's all in your gum. Oh, nah, man. Okay. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, um, Dr. Dr. Kellogg, um, you know, they say he invented it in 1895, but it was introduced at the St. Louis World Fair in 1904, apparently. So, oh, wow. Okay. Um, we're now in the 1900s. Mm. Um, they kind of came into their own around this era, uh, particularly – the world wars they were um quite the the u.s army used uh peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for their for the troops um which is kind of how you know the the modern kind of consumption of peanuts happened you know they give it to all the troops and everyone starts loving loving peanut butter yeah and it's it's grown to the point now where peanuts are the 12th most valuable cash crop grown in the u.s um with a farm value of over a billion dollars and peanut butter accounts for about half of all edible peanuts, the use of all edible peanuts. So every peanut that's grown, half of it goes into peanut butter. Is that in the U S that's the U S yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's there's crazy. a, there's a, a website called, um, uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Basically it's like the national peanut butter, organization oh the national peanut, <laughs> not board. peanut butter national peanut board yeah yeah and they've got everything on there it's quite amazing yeah, yeah. yeah fantastic and all these yeah. old youtube videos about the history of peanuts and i did see that site that's i think i've got a couple of my fun facts from that site but, yeah uh, and i also cool. read a um a, a scientific extract about the origin and early history of the peanuts mm. uh, written by ray o'hammons daniel Harmon, and Thomas Stalker, which was mm. interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I mean that's basically the peanut. So you you've got uh, South America and then into Spain and then the rest of the world and then China and basically China and America kind of ran away with it. Yeah. They they made it their own. Yeah. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Do you that was a something? dog. That was a dog. <laughs> uh awesome so that's the history of the peanut yeah mate that is it yep wow so you can now consider yourself smarter (laughs) yep i do i learned some knowledge Uh, look hey if you get two pieces of information from this you're doing well but uh i got a lot then man that was amazing yeah i I I tried to try to condense it down and Mm. cool well, thank you for doing the history. That was amazing. And look, we're moving straight on to the nutrition and medicinal uses of the peanut, which I will be doing today. Um, I want to, so we're going to break it down really quickly first on 
you know, the basic nutrition of a peanut. And then we're going to go through a little bit about proteins and carbs and, um, and fats mostly. And then we're going to talk about some health benefits, a couple of medicinal uses from back in the day. Um, and that should round out the majority of what we're talking about with peanut. So, um, so let's start. So peanuts are pretty rich in protein. Um, which you would know, uh, fats and various sort of healthy nutrients. Um, there's a lot of studies that actually show peanuts could be useful for weight loss um, and also linked to reduce risk of heart disease. Um, so let's talk basic nutrition. So if we take 100 grams of peanuts, which is about two-thirds of a cup, um, and we're talking raw peanuts here. Um, you're looking at about 570 calories. Uh, it's made Jeez. up about, yeah. That's a whole it, meal. <laughs> yeah. So the reason it's so calorie dense is because the majority of that 100 grams is made up of fats. It's so, yeah, 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 that's right. And when we talk about calories, I believe one, um, is it one gram of fat is nine calories? Nine, yes, yeah. correct. Okay. Which is the most dense. Yep. Correct. Uh, yeah. So anything that's high in fat is also going to be high in calories. I mean, nobody eats an enormous amount of peanuts anyway. So when you're doing this, uh, you know, in moderation is always the best bet. The only time that I do not adhere to that is when I'm eating the lime and chili peanuts from Aldi, mm, yeah. of which I would down an entire packet in one sitting, which is really bad, man. And Mate, I must be like 3,000 calories. <laughs> I get a jar of peanut butter and a packet of rice crackers and just... <laughs> <laughs> I've done the same thing. It's terrible. But uh, I, I, I love it too much, which is really a really bad thing. But we're talking raw peanuts here. So, uh, so of that 100 grams, we're talking 49 grams uh, fat, mm -hmm. uh, about 25 grams of protein, and 16 grams of carbs, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of fiber in there as well. Um, so you know, the most notable part of that is the high content of fat. Um, it's why peanuts are actually uh, classified as an oil seed. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you read that. I didn't but, know that. Uh, mm. So it's a crop that is grown predominantly for oil production. So although in the US you were saying that, you know, 50% of it goes to um, peanut, peanut butter, uh, worldwide um, the majority of peanuts are grown for peanut oil. Mm. Um, which is used in pretty much all Asian cuisine. Peanut yes. oil is the yeah. base of... Yeah, I'd say, they... given that China's the world's largest producer of peanuts, mm -hmm. they probably produce a lot of oil because the other 50% of America's production goes into um, peanut food, like candies and, and that yeah, sort of thing. Okay. It's not, there, yeah. I didn't read anything <clears throat> about oil production. Yeah. yeah, okay. So worldwide, peanut oil... They produce about six million metric tons per year, which to put it, and I, I was like, six million metric tons. What does that mean? Mm. So it's about six billion kilograms of peanut oil is produced mm -hmm. worldwide, which yeah, is staggering to yeah. me. Like because when you buy it in the supermarkets, you don't buy peanut oil in bulk. You buy. I, I would love on the 
on the bottle of peanut oil for it to say how many peanuts it took to get this oil. <laughs> that that would actually be really because if we're talking six billion kilos of oil, there's a yep. lot of peanuts that you need to yep. to milk to get the yep. oil from them, right? Yeah, yeah you got to get a little milking milking machine done. <clears throat> that's that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Okay, so fat content ranges. I mean, we said here about forty nine uh, grams, so it ranges from about forty four to fifty six percent. Um, but it consists majority of uh, the mono and polyunsaturated fats. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought it's really important here to understand what healthy fats are and what unhealthy fats are. Yep. Because the the um, the peanut is basically you know made up of um, of that. 49 grams, we're talking six grams are saturated fats, and uh, you've got 24 grams of monounsaturated and 15 grams of polyunsaturated, okay? A little bit of omega-6 in there as well, no trans fats, so that's good. So really quickly, um, unhealthy fats, you've got saturated fat and trans fat. So saturated fat, uh, you may already know this, but uh saturated fat basically raises your uh hdl which is your high density lipoprotein uh which is kind of good cholesterol and low density lipoprotein which is the ldl which is the bad cholesterol levels um, which kind of increases your risk of cardiovascular disease uh trans fats as well it occurs naturally in some foods but very small amounts it's mostly made up of uh, oil through processing methods mm-hmm. again this increases your LDL cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Um, so it can increase your risk of cardiovascular disease as well. Yep. But when we're talking healthy fats, um, it's primarily unsaturated fats that are healthy. So you've got the monounsaturated fatty acids, which is a type of fat that's found in uh, you know a variety of different foods. Um, but this, the... The fatty acids inside the monounsaturated um, kind of improves your blood cholesterol levels um, and can decrease your risk of heart disease um, and also decrease your risk of type 2 diabetes. Um, then we've also got the polyunsaturated fatty, fatty acids um, predominantly found in plant-based foods and oils. Um, and there's a bit of evidence that also shows that this type of food um, improves your blood cholesterol levels as well, which again, you know, decreases your risk of heart disease and also, um, you know, the risk of getting type two diabetes. Yep. So, uh, to, just to, to just pull that down, you don't want saturated fats. You basically want unsaturated fats. If you're going to have them, they're most naturally occurring and they're better for improving, improving your cholesterol levels mm. of which the peanut has, you know, a good amount of that. So protein, let's talk protein. Mm. Uh, as we said before, peanuts, pretty good source of protein. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in the fitness industry that rave about peanut butter. They use it for snacks predominantly, yeah. um, always in moderation, which is, uh, you know, a really good thing. But it's a really good source of uh, plant-based protein. Um the other thing that I found really interesting when I was looking into the protein part, um, the proteins in the peanuts, which is um, it's pronounced arachin and conarachin, 
Um, they are the components that people have the severe allergic to, allergic mm. reactions to. So it's the, actually yep. the proteins in the peanuts that people have the allergic reaction to. Yep. Which I did not know. Yeah, I, I knew a little bit, but not heaps. Yep. Mm. So um, when we talk carbs, yeah, peanuts are pretty low in carbs. I think it's about 16 grams per 100 grams of carbs, which is pretty low when we're talking about it. Although who cares because the fat part is where all the calories come from anyway, so irrelevant, right? Um, so let's talk vitamins and minerals. Let's. So peanuts – Really good source of a whole bunch of vitamins and minerals. I'm just going to breeze through these fairly quickly. Um, there's biotin, copper, folate, manganese, vitamin E, thiamine, um, phosphorus, magnesium, and niacin. So niacin is the important one here that we're going to talk about a little bit later on. But essentially, you know, a whole bunch of really good minerals and, and vitamins that you can find in peanuts. Um, they also contain a whole bunch of antioxidants. Um, they're so rich in antioxidants that they actually rival many fruits. Right. Yeah. So peanuts. I have no idea. I know. So they're actually, uh, so high in antioxidants that they are, you know, comparable to a lot of different fruits. So if you're wanting your antioxidants, if you're wanting your protein hit, um, with some really good uh, fatty acids, then peanuts are a great, um, mm. a great snack in moderation, obviously, but really good. So most of the antioxidants are found in the peanut skin, though. Mm. So, so we're talking about the little red skin that's on the yeah. correct, yeah. yeah. So that little brown skin is where most of those antioxidants are, but you know the kernel still has. A bunch of antioxidants as well. So we're talking about um, – and look, the, these are all – there's a whole bunch of them, but basically the main ones that I want to talk about are uh, resveratrol. Res, resveratrol? Res Reservatrol. That's it. Yep. Uh, why couldn't I not say that? Reservatrol. Yeah, anyway. So this is a powerful antioxidant that actually reduces the risk of cancer and heart disease. It's also found in red wine, which um, you may know yep. also. Um, there's also something in peanuts. So this, I found this part really fascinating and uh, a little crazy. But basic, there's a thing inside the peanut that's called phytic or phytic acid. All right. So it's found in plant seeds, including nuts. Um, but phytic acid actually may impair the absorption of iron and zinc from peanuts and other foods that are eaten at the same time. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So if you are on a plant-based diet and you are consuming peanuts, I would say mm -hmm. if you're looking to increase your iron consumption, because we, we talk about this a fair bit anyway uh, in terms of, you know, uh, plant-based iron intake um, and we spoke about it when we talked about beetroot um, mm. you know and also pairing that up with vitamin c um, you know for that absorption i would say avoid peanuts if you're mm. upping your iron yeah. because you know this uh, phytic acid actually impairs what um what you can absorb in terms of iron and zinc 
Yeah, right. That, uh, yeah. that is interesting. The one thing I, I want to jump in here, and I could be way off the mark. I'd never really uh, considered this before. You're talking about peanuts and you're running through the list of um, vitamins that were in there. And it, it only just dawned on me, peanuts are a, like an, an oil-based. We have light. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Simon just turned his light on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's an oil-based um, plant. Whereas everything we've discussed so far, and particularly when it comes to fruit and vegetable, they're all water-based. Yes. And the vitamins that are in there are water-soluble. Yes. You know, like the the vitamin C and the Bs and all that sort of stuff, whereas you've just listed off vitamin E, which is um, fat-soluble, and, you know, so you've got completely different uh, nutritional profile. Yeah. Um, it only just dawned on me that the, the two differences, yeah. Yeah. And in terms of uh, the amount of water found in a peanut, we're talking 7%, yeah. which is drastically different to everything yeah. that we've spoken about so far, where we're talking like 70, 80, 90% water, yeah. whereas this is 7% water. That's drastically different, yeah. uh, which, again, um, it kind of explains why there would be an excess of calories to it, mm. you know, with a, a with a – the fat density of it and yeah. a low water percentage. There's not many calories in water. So if you've got a really low water, then obviously there's going to be more calories in 100 grams of peanuts than there is yeah. you know, in, in, in other things, right? Yeah. So, uh, so I found that part really interesting, particularly the phytic acid, um, which, you know, really, really cool. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about weight loss. Yep, very, cool. very briefly, purely because majority of the studies that they've looked into for weight loss of peanuts is observational studies. Mm. Um, now, I'm not a big fan of observ. It's hard to say. It's not that I'm not a big fan of observational studies. It's just that there's a lot of variables when we talk mm. about observational studies. Um, so it can show suggestion, but it's not causation mm. so we kind of have to take observational studies with a grain of salt or a, a pinch of they salt they kind of anything. indicate whether more research is needed correct that's yeah. right so obviously more research is needed here but um there are some studies so there's a there was a small six-month study in healthy women uh that suggested that when other sources of fat in a low-fat diet were replaced with peanuts, they lost about three kilos when they were told to maintain their initial weight. So just okay. swapping out... It's a different type of oil. Yeah, a different type oil. of fat. Um, yeah, fat. Yeah. yeah, allowed them to reduce their weight. Um, so there's a couple of factors that probably lead us to believe that they're a weight loss friendly food. So um, they kind of promote fullness um, where, where they're actually used with other common stacks such as rice cakes. So rice cakes kind of, you know, inflate your stomach. Uh, peanuts have a bit of fiber content as well. So that kind of leads to that as well. Um, when whole peanuts are not chewed well enough, you know, a portion of that may pass through your digestive system without being absorbed. So there's uh, less calories actually being absorbed because this peanut's kind of going through you without any of the nutrients being absorbed. 
Um, the amount of protein and monounsaturated fats in peanuts can increase your calorie burning as well. Um, so there's a couple of things that kind of lead them to believe that that's, you know, why this sort of weight loss thing is happening. Um, let's talk heart health. Um, so there's a couple of heart healthy nutrients, which we spoke about before. Magnesium is really good for heart health, niacin, copper, um, and the other antioxidants such as the resveratrol, um, which is nice. good. <laughs> I got it right that time. Um, Another interesting study, again, uh, observational studies, there were a couple of observational studies that talked about gallstone prevention. Oh, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, did it you see that? It just reminded me of something I read called the peanut. The P double E. That's yeah, fantastic. With the gallstones, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. So, most gallstones are pretty much comprised of cholesterol. So, when we talk about, you know, cholesterol lowering lowering effects of peanuts then there may be room to believe that you know if it is lowering your cholesterol it's going to lower your risk of getting gallstones as well all right yeah um another really fascinating thing that i read which this one was the best thing this for me was the best thing so um they're saying that peanuts can protect against alzheimer's and age-related cognitive decline all right okay. So, because of the fatty acids or the antioxidants? Yeah. So, so this is us going back to niacin, right? right? So, research published in the Journal of Neurology and Neurosurgery and Psychiatry indicated that regular consumption of niacin rich foods like peanuts. Nutrient. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. provides protection against Alzheimer's disease and age-related cognitive decline. So we're talking about researchers from the Chicago Health and Aging Project interviewed over 3,000 Chicago residents aged 65 or older about their diet um, and then tested their cognitive abilities over six years. Okay. All right. Uh, the ones that were getting the most niacin from foods, 22 milligrams per day, were 70% less likely to have developed Alzheimer's disease than those consuming about 13 milligrams per day. And the rate of age-related cognitive decline was significantly less. Wow. Yeah. So they're saying one easy way to increase your niacin intake is to have a handful of peanuts a day. Uh, Just a quarter cup provides about a quarter of the daily recommended intake for niacin, which is about 16 milligrams per day for men and 14 for women. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. So niacin, um, it's part of the B vitamins, isn't it? Uh, I don't don't remember which number. It's definitely part of the B complex. I can't remember which number. But um, Uh, niacin, niacin, niacin. yeah, it's B3. B3, yeah. So Bs yeah. are all, um, I, I thought Bs all had some sort of uh, impact on the nervous system and which is part, probably why it affects the brain because it's part of the nervous system. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just trying to think of why it would, yeah. Yeah. So 
I didn't go too in depth into mm. that. I just kind of read that study. So, yep. um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so niacin. I believe there's different levels of niacin that is good for you. Um, but it's water soluble. Um, yeah. But. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I'm gonna have a, a look more into that. Um, into no, right. I was just, but, Yeah, I was thinking about mm. whether it was a B and if it was part of the, part of the B complex. Mm, yeah. It is definitely. So uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about adverse effects um, mm -hmm. of peanuts. So uh, I know that usually this is just me straight into the food allergies, but there's actually something called uh, aphylaxin. Aflatoxin poisoning. Mm -hmm. Aflatoxin poisoning. All right. right. So peanuts can sometimes be contaminated with a type of mold, which is yeah. called Aspergillus flavus, mm. and it produces aflatoxin. So this sort of poisoning can lead to liver failure and liver cancer. Wow. Yeah. So it really depends on how the peanuts are stored. Uh, for the risk of contamination with aflatoxin. Mm -hmm. So the risk increases with warm and humid conditions, especially in the tropics. Um, but essentially, in order to stop this aflatoxin being produced because of the mould, you'd need to store your peanuts properly, make yeah. sure that it's not warm and humid conditions, and then yeah. you kind of reduce that uh, risk. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, peanut butter... And peanut oil is kind of low risk because it's, you know, produced straight away. So they're not actually yeah. being stored for long periods of time. But, yeah. Um, and then there's also the anti-nutrients, which is what we talked about before, the phytic acid, which actually, you know, reduces availability of iron and zinc in peanuts. And it lowers the nutritional value of the peanut as well. Um, allergies. Mm, peanut allergies. Yep. Yeah, it's the second most common food allergy in children. Yep. Uh, it occurs in about one in fifty children and about one in two hundred adults. Right. Yeah. So it's the most likely food to cause anaphylaxis and death. Um, and they estimate that there's about one death every two hundred episodes of anaphylaxis. So kind of right. serious. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why a lot of people who have serious allergies to peanuts uh, carry the epinephrine pen, which is mm. basically, you know, counter product Adrenaline. to yeah. yep, the anaphylaxis, um, which, you know, I know a lot of kids kind of have those at school and, and schools have a lot of, I'm pretty yeah. sure they have them just on here yeah. just in case. Uh, I don't know. My nephew has one. Okay. And the school requested that uh, that um, the parents provide provide one for the school, and they oh. they only have like a twelve month. I think it's twelve month expiry, so you have to keep okay. refreshing them all the time. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. definitely something that should be done because it is a serious condition. It is mm. something that you yep. can die from, and um, not mm. a good thing. So that's a lot of the nutrition and sort of health benefits of the peanuts, which there's a lot. Um, I, I found particularly interesting the cognitive uh, ability and Alzheimer's. I, I am always a fan of anything that can lower your risk of those degenerative yep. brain diseases. 
Um, but I want to touch really quickly on folk medicine. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, um, so they've actually been used in folk medicine as an anti-inflammatory, an aphrodisiac, and a de- oh, deco- <laughs> decoagulant. It's coagulant. Yeah, coagulant. I, I was looking at it going, I know what this is. It's coagulants, right? So it's to stop your blood from clotting, yeah. right? Uh, so peanuts play a small role in various folk um, pharmacopias. In China, the nuts are considered um, pectoral and pectic, and the oil um, and the emollient, uh, take, emollient yeah. Yeah, are taken internally in milk for treating gonorrhea and externally for treating rheumatism. There you go. So yep. good for like arthritis or inflammation of the joints or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And in Zimbabwe, the peanut is used in folk remedies for plantar warts. Well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. So uh, crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had um, no idea there was so much to the, the little peanut. Mm. Yeah. Quite, quite interesting. I, I mean, I eat a lot of peanuts. Same. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. If not daily. I yeah. definitely have peanut butter daily. I definitely get peanuts a lot, although I do buy salted peanuts mm. and the healthiest version of peanuts is raw. Um, no, it's salted with chili and lime. <laughs> well... Yes, that is correct. Um, but, I mean, there's always the risk of increasing sodium levels too much uh, yeah, yeah. in your consumption of peanuts. But, uh, yeah, but delicious nonetheless. Um, but that is the nutrition and medicinal benefits of the humble peanut. Incredibly fascinating. I mm. enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I knew peanuts were high in oil and high in protein but outside of that nothing mm. it yeah. kind of makes you think okay cool what i'm doing is right the amount of peanuts that i eat is probably good you know the amount of niacin that i'm actually you know intaking with the with my peanut consumption is actually leading to you know mm. a really healthy brain development brain cognitive yep. ability um so win 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 yeah, yeah. Definitely. Maybe as long as, the, um, as long as there's no fungus that's going to kill my liver. Uh, correct. Good. And yeah. as long as you don't have a uh, you know anaphylactic shock from yeah. uh, from eating it. Yeah. But I actually read you know uh, I know we're going a little bit off here, but I actually read and I do not think that. Look, I, I definitely think that if you are concerned with allergies, you should definitely go and see. Um, you know, your doctor or, or someone professional when it comes to this sort of thing. But you can test for food allergies by mm. by simply rubbing it on the skin and pricking yeah. the skin to see yeah. if you have, you know, raised a bump or something like that. Yes. So you can test yeah. for peanut allergies yeah. purely by rubbing it on your skin. Um, but I, you know, I think chances are you probably want to just do that professionally. Um, yeah, well, I mean, both of us with... Uh, young children, there'll be a point where we have to, yeah, figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I the other sort of thing that was 
uh, I touched on, but I didn't really want to go into too much today, was introducing uh, mm. infants to peanuts. And you can do that through the breast milk. So right. there is a small amount of peanuts um, traces that kind of come through with breast milk if the mother's actually uh, eating peanuts. So that is one way to kind of introduce those small levels of peanuts into... Yeah. Um, oh, well, she's warmth. definitely getting peanuts and <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, Jamie eats a bunch of peanut butter. She loves yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so do I. And, you know, we go through a heap of it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. And she eats yeah. the she eats the chili and lime peanuts as well, man. She loves it. Nice. So yeah. uh, it's a good thing. Yeah, they so, yeah. Anyway, so look, touch a little bit off there at the end, but uh, yes, that is the nutrition and health benefits of the peanut. Mm. Excellent. Mm. So what are we moving on to, mate? Do you want to talk cooking? Yeah. Well, I think naturally we should talk about how to eat them. Yeah, I, I think we've, so. We've, we've touched on it a little bit, so I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll kind of go into cooking a little bit more, but cooking seems like an odd term for peanuts. It's more like <laughs> eating. <laughs> yes. And creating. How can we eat it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, at a real, real basic level, you obviously have the raw peanut that everybody knows and and loves. Mm -hmm. um, can you think of the last time you ate a raw peanut? Just not cooked, not salted. Just oh, uh, no. Yeah. Okay. No. Yep. It's, have, have I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's it's a common thing, but because when I had the health food shop, we had peanuts in every form. So we had the raw in the shell, yep. the raw with the skin on out of the shell. Nice. We had raw with no skin on, and then we had roasted, unsalted, and roasted salted. So, you know, you've got five skews for one product. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know, there was, there was a fair fair bit going on there. But, yes, yeah, so I, I used to eat the particularly the ones with the skin still on. So, Like with I think, the shell or with the skin? No, no, the, the, the like brownie ready skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. used to think that was gross. Nuts, and then, right? And then I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're beer nuts. They still have the skin that's on them. That's what I see them as. Like, yeah. I swear that's what people call but them. They're, they're, they're kind of roasted and salted as well. But, um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, no. the skin's still on them though, but it kind of flakes off. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And the skin, I used to think the skin was gross and then I got older and realized it wasn't that gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Well, that's where most of the antioxidants are, mate. Yeah, so that's good to know. Off. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, you, you, you always, and we've, we've talked about it a few times, talking about how the nutrients are right at the skin and mm -hmm. it stays true for peanuts. They're right that's on that skin. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, we didn't really talk about the anatomy of the peanut. I don't know if you were going to talk about it in growing, but you've got the shell and then the skin and then the, the internal part. Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously I just went through the raw and the, the peanuts with the skin on and the salted and unsalted and roasted. And see, there's all these different ways you can just consume the, the nut. Mm. Uh, but then, like we've discussed, you can grind it up and because of the natural oil that's in it, um, it'll go into a, like an oily paste which is mm -hmm. peanut butter. Mm -hmm. The peanut butter you buy at the shop, they generally add other things like salt and sugar and whatever else. Um, but like I said before, when I used to own a health food shop, we had a peanut butter machine. Yeah, nice. And you would pour peanuts in the top, turn it on, and peanut butter would come out the bottom. I mean, I remember that they, at your store. Do you? Yeah, yeah I do. 
I, I used to make peanut butter sandwiches and I would put the bread under the machine and just grind fresh <laughs> peanuts straight onto my bread. It was the best thing ever. That's amazing. But um, we used uh, roasted salted peanuts, mm. so obviously peanut and salt, but that was all that went into them, you know, nothing else. Yeah. And if, if you let it sit, um, it would, the oil would separate from the peanuts yeah. and you'd have to kind of mix it back through. But, you know, yeah. commercial commercial products, they um, they try and keep it as a, um, a single kind of mixture so that it doesn't separate because, yeah. you know, they want it to look good. But uh, peanut butter is known and loved by everyone around the world. So, And that's, you know, when you're making a, a nice satay, I don't know about your recipe, but it's mm-hmm. basically peanut butter and then whatever else you want to put in it. Um, I don't think that's actually how a lot of people make satay, but it is. I've never actually it. looked for a traditional recipe of satay. I've always used yeah. peanut butter. Yeah. yeah, me too. But I think traditional satay recipes don't actually have <laughs> peanut butter in it. Well, but, they would, uh, would they? But uh, no, no. I mean, peanut butter. You know, we talked in the history. It was it was around in the ancient mm-hmm. Incan time, so yeah. it's not unreasonable to think that they didn't grind the peanuts up to, well, to make the true. satay. That yeah. is very true. Um, yeah. Well, uh, do you want me to hear my recipe? Yeah, go for it. All right. Yep. So, this is how I make like a satay. Yep. It's yep. basically, you know, a dollop of peanut butter, a splash of water, mm-hmm. a little bit of tamari, uh, a little bit of ginger, like fresh ginger, and some. Um, I usually use like a hot sauce, like a little dash of hot sauce, like a sriracha or something like that, and a squeeze of lime, and then you just stick it in the microwave for a minute, and uh, there you go. Nice. That's it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's, yeah. it's absolutely delicious. Like it does the trick, and it's hardly any ingredients, and I can do it in two, you know, one to two minutes. Nice. Now that's how it, it, satay should be made. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> when I think about you know things like satay and and other other dishes like that. Where when I was you know in my twenties, you know uni student or even past that, I, I would buy packet mixes of things and make them up from a packet mix. Yeah. And then as I got older and more interested, I would read the packet and look at what was in it, mm-hmm. and then just try and create it myself. Oh. So I went from using the packet mixes to just I just make stuff myself now because I read what was in the packet and then go oh well, I'll just put these flavors together and try and I give myself the idea of what the flavor profile is meant to be yeah and then just kind of build it myself nice yeah. and that's oh, how that's, I, that's cool. how I taught myself to make sauces and even satay I used to buy the packet satay mix and, uh-huh. and it, you know it's got like onion powder and garlic powder yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. celery and whatever else and <laughs> yes. I've got all those spices in the cupboard so just <laughs> like celery salt yeah, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Do you have a favorite uh, way that you have uh, peanuts? Like, is there a particular dish that you that you love having? Uh, let's let's break it down. Let's go peanut butter, and then a dish that you have kind of whole peanuts in. Whole peanuts. Oh, mm. I don't. And know then a sauce whole, one too. I don't know about whole peanuts, but yeah. um, I love. I love like a a, a stir fry Thai dish that's got mm-hmm. peanuts through it. Yes. Peanuts or cashews, but mostly peanuts. So yeah. like some a sort pad of Thai. Yeah, something like that. Absolutely yeah. delicious. Yeah. 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 What about I you? I actually really enjoy the whole peanuts in 
those types of meals, like a noodle-based, um, you know, yeah. noodle-based dish. I think the peanuts add like a really good texture. Yeah. Um, and I actually add those lime and chili flavored peanuts to a oh, pad wow. thai because That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, because you're getting lime and chili anyway, yeah. right? And yeah. and it adds the crunch, but it also adds like a, a really great taste to a, mm. a pad thai dish. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Um, what about um, peanut butter? Is there a particular way you love having peanut butter? I just on bread. Yeah. <laughs> I put it I put it on a piece of bread, smother it, fold it in half and yeah. eat it. Actually, do you know what I do? And this might sound really weird. No. I um I sprinkle a little bit of salt on it before I eat it. Oh yeah, yeah. that's not just weird, makes yeah. the flavour pop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's what I usually do when I put it onto like a rice cake and I yeah. just put salt on the top of it as well, which is terrible yeah. because I know it's already got salt in it, but you know, it just lifts it. I used to back when I used to be able to have bread. Um, I used to smother it with peanut butter, make my sandwich, and then stick it in a sandwich press. Oh yeah, I've never because done that. Yeah. it toasts both side, and then yeah. the whole all the peanut on the inside gets all melty, yeah, and then nice. you cut it yeah. and eat it, man. And it's like it's yeah. like eating it with no teeth, right? Yeah, it's it's like it's <laughs> all stuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing, That's but the cool. only way to do it is with the crunchy for that. So don't oh, do it with yeah. the. Uh, yeah. yeah. So people out there with the I came across this really interesting peanut recipe um, in my research, and it's mm. I've, I've never I've never cooked this recipe before. But when I read it, I thought I have to do this. So yeah. I will I will attempt this recipe Amazing. in the very near future. So let me. Uh, it's a roasted broccoli with satay sauce. Ooh. Right? That so it's one different. one large head of broccoli. Yeah. Uh, a small red chili. 20 grams of brown sugar, a can of coconut milk, 100 grams of crunchy peanut butter, 30 grams of dark soy, and 50 grams of unsalted peanuts. And I'm not going to go through how, but that's they're the ingredients. So you roast a whole head of broccoli with this satay sauce. Oh, what the heck, man. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, send that to me. And I will. Uh, we'll post a link on the um, the Instagram account. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm, good. Definitely. When I, uh, it's actually going to be running this week, everyone. So I'm really sorry. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's definitely going to go up. We're definitely going to post up on there, and uh, you'll be able to follow and uh, and see all the different things. So that's cool. Um, that sounds really good. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the chili and the the peanut butter. I'm loving already. The soy. You you mm. you were talking about that with the um, your satay mix and yeah. Bit of coconut milk, yeah, it sounds awesome. Mm, yeah. That sounds delicious. Mm. I think peanuts and chili and lime, mm. those three flavors just really go well together. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. Like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, really, that's that's all I've got for cooking. It's peanuts, hey. are pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's really but, good. Uh, I, I was going to say one thing to add was um, we, we've talked about all these delicious dishes, but we haven't talked about uh, desserts because it goes really good in a, like a peanut brittle and, you know, yes. you know, yes, it's it delicious as dessert as well. It yeah. is, yeah, very much salty so. mix with the sweet and, yeah. Yeah, and you can caramelize it really well. So yeah. one of the things that we make a lot of is, and it's really simple, is basically um, 
you get dates. So you know those pitted hard dates that are a bit meh that you get from the supermarket? Yep. So when you get those, we pour them into water and boil the water until yep. the dates go soft um, and then empty the water out. And then we blend the dates, which are all really soft and sticky at that point, with peanut butter, a little bit of salt, um, and you can cover them in chocolate or whatever you want to do. But basically that gives you a salted peanut caramel kind of yeah. Yeah. Um, mixture that you can yeah. – you know, spread out and chuck chocolate on the top of it, melted chocolate on the side, and freeze it. And then you've got like a um, like this beautiful uh, slice that you can do. You can yeah. add uh, rice bubbles to that date oh, mixture yeah. as yeah. well yeah. and make like crackles that, you know, that are like date and peanut butter crackles, which are delicious as well. So, you know, peanuts, very, very versatile. Yeah, love yeah. it. Mm. Love it. I really, really like that. Uh, mm. Shall we move on to, to to growing them? Yeah, let's keep going. Yep. Amazing. Okay. So the information that I got about growing it today is from leafrootfruit.com.au. Uh, they're uh, actually Melbourne-based, um, which is cool. really cool. Um, yep. And they talked about how they were planting their peanuts. So I'm just going to run you through basically how to grow them. Um so let's talk growing conditions straight off the bat. So peanuts are best planted at the end of winter because um, they're a warm season crop. So you need about four to five months of warm weather to produce a decent crop of peanuts. If it goes shorter than that, then they don't actually, you know, if it starts getting cold again, then it'll stop the process of them growing and then you won't have like a fully developed peanut. Right. So you want to try and get the most... Uh, the most warm weather you can out of them. Um, you need the soil conditions to be sandy, well-drained soil. Um, they need to be getting full sun, uh, watered often, so that there's like dampness in the soil most of the time without it being waterlogged. Um, the interesting thing that I found here, like we're going to talk really quickly about growing companions, Um this was the best when I read this because, um, okay. So I don't know. Do you remember when we spoke about broccoli? Yeah. And growing Depends what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So uh, broccoli, you know, part of the brassicas. Yes. It basically pulls, you know, all the nutrients and all yeah. the nitrogen from the soil. Yeah. Um, it's why you can't plant crucifers together yeah. uh it's why yeah, you know stuff, that's yeah. right you can't yeah. plant them next to each other because they will just fight for yeah. the same nutrients in the soil peanuts are known as nitrogen fixes yep yep this is due to a special symbiotic relationship between their roots and a special bacteria so they're basically the perfect plant to um, plant with brassicas or celery, cucumbers, and tomatoes because it basically replenishes the nitrogen that those vegetables pull from the soil. Yeah, so it's like a good rotation crop or something. Yeah, yep. definitely. So you could even have them together, mm. uh, you know, in the same vicinity. Yeah. Um, it will essentially put back into the soil the nitrogen that the yep. broccoli's pulling out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So again... It kind of feeds into, and we talk about this all the time, you know, nature has this really wonderful way of 
telling you what to eat. Mm. Uh, and the fact that peanuts and broccoli, you just mentioned that a yes. recipe, yeah. you know, <laughs> that you really want to do and the way that they're planted together, they work together to, you mm. know, to keep the soil at a really good nutrient rich, um, you know, uh, consistency. I just think that that's, it's just another one of those things, you know, yeah. it, it, nature just has its way. Yeah, we keep talking about companion planning and and I, I want to say companion eating because they, mm. they almost fall in line. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about growing them in pots or planters. Yeah. Um, the peanuts grow really well in the ground, um, but you can grow them in a pot uh, just as easily. Um, you just need to make sure that your pot or planter is at least 30 centimetres deep. Um and there's a bit of space for these plants to spread out because um, so peanut pods grow at the end of the stalk, which is called the pedicel. Um, there's a stalk on top of the ground and the pedicel grows into the soil. So they grow off this center stalk that goes mm -hmm. into the soil. Um, it goes down about five centimeters into the ground. Um, and then... Uh, there's a, a yellow flower that blooms on the top of the um, the peanut when it's actually growing. So you just need to make sure you've got enough uh, room for them to grow. And when we're talking about room, um, I'll, I'll jump straight into like basically planting peanut seeds. So the raw peanuts are basically what you plant. So the peanut seed is yep. the peanut. Um but you need to use a raw peanut because roasted ones won't germinate. Yep. So don't worry about roast, putting roast peanuts in the ground. You're wasting your time. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. But the funnier part about this is basically um, with, with the peanuts in the shell, you need to take the shell off before you plant it. But you need to make sure that that thin brown skin is intact yeah right because right. there's nutrients in the skin well yeah and if there's damage to the brown skin you they may not germinate yeah okay interesting so you want to make sure that you dig a little hole um yep. that's about four to five centimeters deep about 10 centimeters apart and you you know basically place your untampered peanut with the complete yep. brown skin on it into the thing if yeah. it's, you know, if it's ruined or if it, you know, wrecks it a little bit, you want to probably get rid of that one and make sure it's it's whole. Yeah, right. right. And then cool. you kind of yeah. backfill back into yeah. um, the thing to, to so do it. Is one peanut one peanut? Is it one for one or do you get multiple peanuts from one peanut seed? Well, no, one peanut seed will grow and then you get a full crop of peanuts underneath that. Yeah, okay. So it's kind of like potatoes yeah. where yeah. you... One potato you could get. I don't want to go into potatoes, but you might get twenty or thirty potatoes from one. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Now, okay. uh, what you need to know about is what varieties to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's four types of peanuts. There's a runner, uh, which is the best for making peanut butter. There is the Spanish peanuts, which is smaller in size, so really good for roasted snacks. And then there's the Virginia and the Valencia. So the Virginia has the biggest kernels 
um, and the Valencia kernels are the ones with the bright red skin, um, which are a bit sweeter. So, yep. if you're going to be making peanut butter, you probably want runners. to do the runners. Yep. Yeah. If you're wanting it for snacks, the Spanish peanuts are what you want to go for. Um, and if you just want the big kernels like you usually get from, you know, supermarkets or whatever, then Virginia is probably the ones you want. If you want a sweet one with the skin on it, Valencia is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk plant growth. So about a week after you sow the seeds, you'll probably get the little sprout coming out. Uh, it grows really fast and the buds open up really quickly. Um, that pedicel which is the part that grows underneath the soil will start growing down you know five to ten centimeters into the into the soil where the peanut pods kind of grow um you want to as it kind of matures as this plant we said about four to five months so as it sort of matures and the whole plant um it kind of dies a little bit towards the end so you know the leaves start to go yellow and it starts getting it so that's when you know it's kind of harvesting time um but you'll reduce your watering you know as that starts to happen um, until you stop completely um so you want to try and dry the peanuts out for two weeks before you eat them as well or just roast them straight away um and then also, you know, once you've harvested, once you pull the whole bush out and you've got like all your peanuts that are underneath it, um, I'd save some for your next crop as well. So make yeah. sure you put a couple aside, dry them properly um, yeah. and keep them for your next crop. But that is pretty much how to grow peanuts. Simple. Yeah. yeah. But you, you, I guess you you just need a bit of warmth. So can we, you said the yep. site was Victorian. Can we grow them in Vic? Do we have enough warmth? Yeah, so if you plant them um, in October, October or early November, yeah. uh, you'll get a full cycle out of them. You'll get about four to five months of uh, of warmth. In I feel like I summer. want to try. Yeah. yeah, me too. I definitely yeah. want to do that because I love peanuts, although they're so cheap yeah, at the supermarket that like, it's it's almost ridiculous to try and grow them it, yourself. It's more However, about just like... I did it. <laughs> correct. That is that is correct. And yeah. I, I'd be really interested to see um, what the taste comparison mm. is like with mm. freshly grown peanuts versus yeah. Yeah. you know ones that you get in the in the supermarket. Yeah. So yeah, that's that it, mate. Yeah. That is the uh, that is how to plant and grow peanuts. Wow. Mm. Um, one thing I didn't mention on the cooking side was uh, apparently it's quite common to have boiled peanuts. That is weird. Yeah, they're boiled up so they're quite soft. And nah, don't eaten. like it. Yeah, stop talking. I like them because they're crunchy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Why? Yeah. Oh man, I can't. Yeah. Nah, that just hurts my brain. Oh, that really hurts my brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, well, that uh, was that was really interesting. That was yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. Uh, I'm still, and again, I probably sound like an idiot, but <laughs> in my mind, peanuts grew on a tree and you pick them off the tree. I just, the whole yeah. underground thing is doing my head in. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like like a cluster of peanuts all off this, you know, there's a yeah. center yep. stalk, but then the yep. roots grow out. Yep. And then you've just got these little peanuts everywhere, yeah. like a whole cluster of them. 
I don't know why I had it in my mind that you picked them off a tree. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Because you yeah. did your research and they said groundnut. No, no. I'm talking my whole life. I, oh, I yeah, yeah. You know, okay. grew on a tree. Yeah. Before today, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Or before your research anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. quite funny, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like I really learnt a lot today. I mean, I have every every um, episode, but uh, this yeah, was man. a good one. Yeah, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I, I love peanuts already. I'm always mm. going to have them in my life. Peanut butter is the best thing mm. in the whole world, apart from potatoes. So, you know, uh, I'm a, a huge fan, big yeah. big fan. So, uh, yeah, it was really interesting. I <laughs> I loved it. So nice. yeah, there we go. Very good. That's that where we're awesome. at, man. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that leads us into what are we doing next week? Now, we've done we vegetable, fruit, yep. seed. So we are up to another vegetable. Oh, my goodness. Another vegetable. No. I'm assuming it's my choice, right? It is your choice, mate. And, uh, you know, on the fly, this is where you get to, uh, to just choose a wonderful vegetable. And I would say uh, maybe something that we can plant in winter, uh, <laughs> not Brussels to put sprout. you on the spot. <laughs> uh, I'm okay with Brussels sprouts. You want to do Brussels sprouts? I'm not sold on that because it's part of the <laughs> part of the broccoli. I want to go with something a different family different, of plant. Different. Okay. Yeah. What about uh, snow pea? Oh, okay. They're a winter crop, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, snow peas, huh? Yeah. It sounds so boring when we say does. this stuff, doesn't I it? I, I swear people are listening going, snow peas? Yeah, Can you choose something are. better? But I thought this about plums. I thought it about peanuts. Yeah. Completely fascinating. Um, yeah. Yep. So I think snow peas, man, let's, let's do it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yep. Awesome. Well, uh, again, thank you to everyone who's listening. If you are listening, you're probably hearing this if you are listening. And if you're not listening, please listen. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have a really wonderful time recording this. Uh, We really appreciate the support um, that you all bring to the table. Um, Again, write in. uh, Probably best if you DM us. Uh, on Instagram. I think that is the best way to get in contact with us. If there is a vegetable, fruit, nut that you particularly want to hear about and don't feel like doing all of this enormous amount of research yourself but just want to listen to the podcast, um, then tell us what you want to hear about and we will put it into the schedule. Um, Maybe once we um, get the Instagram under control, we could do a poll. Yeah, that's a great idea mm-hmm. um, to see what we're going to do next. Mm. Uh, again, chuck us uh, chuck us some feedback on iTunes um, in the in the podcast there or Spotify. You can find us there as well. Um, again, we really really value all the feedback that we get from everyone, and we really appreciate um, you taking the time to listen. Uh, next week is going to be what did we just say it was? God damn, snow pee. That's right. Snow pee. Snow pee. <laughs> yeah, it sounds ridiculous. Uh, I'm it regretting does. it already. Yeah. yeah. If it changes, then it changes. But 
If it changes, it means we couldn't find anything (laughs) useful. (laughs) And we've lumped snow pea into peas. Um, But uh, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, You know, send us some information on on Instagram. Chuck us a follow there. Um, And until next week, uh, do yourself a favor and eat some more plants. Mm